0: Payo is a payment platform made by HOSPO for HOSPO, and their new self-checkout technology, Payo Checkout, is here to help you manage your venue. It lets your customers easily settle the bill at the end of their meal in seconds by scanning a Payo Checkout QR code on their table. Start offering self-checkout for your customers and save an average of 10 minutes per table with Payo Checkout, the fastest way to pay in hospitality venues. Visit payo.com.au.
1: Welcome to another Principle of Hospitality podcast. I'm your host, Leon Kennedy. Thanks so much for tuning in. Principle of Hospitality has been developed to tell the stories of professionals within the dynamic world of hospitality. We're a straight talking, ethically minded and a reliable online source of information and inspiration for people in the hospitality industry. So onto today's show. Payo is a payments platform for hospitality. Payo allows for contactless payment through a QR code with the ability to split the bill between mates. It also has a buy now, pay later functionality as well, which has been very popular in the retail sector in recent years. Today, we sit down with the co-founder and CEO of Payo, Taf Chuanza, to chat about how he came in to develop the tech brand and their plans for the future. So, man, it's awesome to have you here, Taf. Welcome. Thanks, Leon. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's, re- it's really exciting. I, um quick disclaimer I, I don't know heaps about pay i, I sort of yep. thought during the week i was going to try and do some research but i figured hey what better way to do the research than to chat to the man himself right yeah, uh, <laughs> cool. Thank you. yeah. sweet dude well hey I, I figure let's just start you know with a little bit of an icebreaker yep. you know why don't you kind of tell us a little bit like how'd you start out in the in the hospitality tech industry
2: yeah so uh specifically hospo tech probably my journey started over a decade ago with ento which is a uh, like a workforce management software mm-hmm. so while it covers like multiple industries they did have a hospital element we are going off you know large bars and pubs and, okay. and, and restaurants etc to uh, to manage their workforce online uh-huh. uh, and, they, and they're rostering for staff uh-huh. um and then post that was probably when the the full hospital tech kicked off when i uh joined my guest list oh, uh so I was one of the like founding team members, you know, they're uh, one of the first hires. And, um, oh, and obviously now my guess this has been uh, acquired by Mr. Yum. So right, it's, right. Uh, it's been great to uh, to watch that journey for the boys. But mm-hmm. um, I would say that's when things really picked up steam for my experience in Hospotech. I yep. was the national business manager there. So really wow. was at the forefront of, of the growth and uh, implementation okay. of that marketing software across venues. Um, and then the last role before Payer was where I ran Zomato um dude, for awesome. for Australia. So yeah, we had a large team of over a hundred people and uh wow. we provided, you know, what was the number one search and discovery platform yeah. uh, for restaurants. Yeah. yeah.
1: What um I don't know whether you're at liberty to say, but I yeah. mean what happened to Zomato? It's very good question. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, essentially Zamato was in a
2: position where they wanted to make a strategic decision okay. and they were, they looked to exit Australia um, okay. and other markets. This got was you. like, you know, during COVID, yeah, yep. like yep. a lot of businesses did, yeah. All
1: right, gotcha, okay, so yeah. it was one of those sorts yeah. of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah all okay. right, cool, because yeah. I, I, you know, it's funny, I wasn't very across it. Right. And yeah. being someone who um, has just worked in hospitality my whole life, I've never tended to use a lot of those platforms. But obviously, you know, being in the hospitality industry, you have to be really aware of them. And they actually, they become a very useful tool in terms of managing your business, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's instant feedback. Absolutely. Good or bad, you know. I'm happy not to be dealing with the bad anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, good or bad. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. That must have been quite a trip.
2: Yeah, yeah, no crazy, yeah crazy journey, and um, you know, like scaling that team across across Australia was super exciting, super yeah. rewarding, uh, just to grow, and you know, not just do search and discovery, but you know, that's probably where my my passion or my curiosity for payments also stemmed. Mm. Is that you know, we we launched a, a loyalty program and mm. we started to uh, to delve into payments as well with ZPay. Ah, so cool. it, w- it was it was a good learning and testing ground ah, to to kind of sure. see that, which then. Spurned me
1: on to, to kick off our uh, payo post that yeah oh, wow. so in a, in a way you were able to almost almost validate the concept a bit oh absolutely yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. it was uh,
2: it was there to kind of test and see what what the appetite was or you know okay. and kind of uh,
1: you know see how people would react and then yeah. take those learnings and to, to something else yeah so basically I mean so y- you kind of developed firsthand you know the idea and the and the avenue as a payments a as a, ch- a kind of channel and then it was more that it just coincidentally Zamato kind of tapped out and then you were able to go hey man well, we got something here yeah a bit, yeah a bit a bit of both so we were you know we were as a leadership team and with
2: myself at the head we were actually trying to take this to Zamato and be like hey we right. should we, we should get into this right, right like right. payments is the next thing and specifically deferred payments and uh you know by Napoleto we just saw this phenomenal growth in retail mm. and we had actually moved an agreement with like Zip at that time, uh-huh. um, so you know th- things were moving, and gotcha. we we're going to bring that, and then Zomato exited. So yeah, well, and so then yeah, then I was like, well, on. you know, this is this is the perfect opportunity to use that as the foundation of payments. Yeah, um, not the complete thing, of course. Like you know, now and for the future, buying our is very much a, a small part of what we're trying to do. Even sure. though
1: it's a it's a it's been a meaningful way to uh to kick things off. Yeah. Sure. You know. It, it, it might be a bit of a long bow to draw, but there's a familiarity in that story. Right. Um, like, do you know that the, the guy who invented the digital camera worked for Kodak when he invented it? There you go. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't know that, yeah. I don't know the exact details, but apparently I'm guessing it's something like, you know, he would have pitched it to them and they were like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then they went bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh yeah, maybe similar and uh, I,
2: I I don't think it's uncommon, you know. I'm yeah, sure a lot yeah. of people go, you know, wherever they work and be like I think we should do this or I, mm. I think we should do that and you know, people don't listen. So, yes. you know, even knowing that I try to have an open mind when people come to me and say Mm, like, let's try this. Or I was thinking about that. I'm I'm very much always got an open door to, uh, to hear them out and and see if we can implement it knowing what's happened to myself. Yeah.
1: What, What was the transition like to go, I mean, you know, leading an organization is obviously like a ton of elbow grease, you know, it's tricky and it's hard and all the rest of it, but it's not, it's, it's not quite the same as being a founder, you know, being a founder is all those things plus a little bit more and what was that transition like a rude awakening <laughs> <laughs> um you know you
2: it's like you've been the you know and we're talking like you know in excess of over 100 employees across australia you know at some parts you know there was a um, new zealand remit as well so you mm. know called it apac region and a lot of global stuff we were i was working on launching so i had mm. a Large responsibility and was part of the leadership team for for a global business, Mm -hmm. and you think you're really set (laughs) up, you know, for for startup. Like yeah, startup, I'll take this, I'll you know, I'll implement this, and but like I said, a rude awakening, completely different, you know. And we, you know, we move fast at Zamata. That was one of the things that we were were known for, and that culture was just like things break, move fast, and you continue. But you know, with with Payo, it's just been probably you know five, ten times <laughs> that. Wow! Um, and you know the level. I've always had a high level of ownership, but you know the level of ownership just changes mm. when when you're a founder, right, mm. or an owner. You you consist, you're constantly obsessing about yep. about the business. How yep. can you do better? You know, you take. You Take the failures a lot, you know, a mm. lot more personal than mm. what you know when you're working for someone else, right. Um, you know, you have a sense of responsibility, mm. you know, that's uh really heightened for the
1: whole team, yeah. Uh, it's, it's totally I mean, different it's, kettle of fish, it's consuming, yeah. right? You know, all all, consuming, yeah. Like you, you can, you can, you know, take a holiday in heavy quotes, <laughs> but. Yeah. You don't switch off. No. You know, it's no. a it's a proper marathon. Absolutely. That's awesome. So the other thing I love about what you were saying there is this idea around being led by customer feedback. So, to sort of paraphrase, like mm. I'm trying to put words in your mouth, mm. but that's what that's how I heard yeah, it. Yeah, is, yeah. That, is that like correct? Do I have the model on it, right?
2: Spot on, yeah. spot on. I mean, yeah. I mean, and customers are, for us, customers are our users. Yes. Customers are restaurants, like, yeah. you know, like everyone's a customer. And, mm. you know, we, we learn from that, you know, a, a good learning is – is about the original way that we started. Mm. Um, and that was, you know, we had a standalone QR code for our deferred payments for the buy now up. later option, an option okay. where someone would scan it, but have to, you know, say, oh, I want to pay with the payer. They'll scan it at, at the register at the till, uh, yeah. and then, you know, go through, and there may or may not be an integration, right? Mm. But, you know, speaking to people, you know, one of the big lessons we got, because we had a lot of people use it like once, mm-hmm. and then maybe twice and then uh-huh. drop off. And they were like, right. look, we love this this way to pay mm. but in terms of like the actual concept yeah. we don't enjoy how how you have to do it don't want to be the odd one out. Eh? yeah you know yeah. what i mean so wow which then it's like okay so what would happen then so which prompted us to say well then we have to create a card yeah like a, a card oh, you oh, attach to apple pay right dude, so dude nice so, so that's the feedback we're getting what we're you've like, done yeah that's what we've oh, done oh, cool so that was the feedback we got from a um, from our users saying like look if, if you were able to add this to our wallet or a card where Dang. it's just I have the same experience everyone else is having in a restaurant, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, then we're gone, right? So mm-hmm. we've just recently um, had the card set up. It's a bit of a process getting sure. getting like a, a card set up. You know, what went from maybe a couple of transactions a month, mm. we're seeing with our early testing in a cohort,
1: we're seeing people use it five times a week. Love it. So wow. you know, that's, you know, and that's speaking directly with our customers. Yeah. Dude, that is like, Amazing evidence and, you know, pr- probably one of the greatest lessons I think I've ever had um, in dealing with like, say, like a product-led transformation mm. is that like, you know, if, you, if you're if you not being driven by customer insight, how do you know what you're building, yeah, right? And yeah. you're just building off intuition. Yeah, yeah. And one of the greatest quotes I've ever heard is that like, you know, sometimes you'll build a product and there's just not enough people that have that problem. And th- there was like, the, f- the framework was always thinking customer problem solution, in that order yeah. because every customer has a problem every problem has a solution yeah. but not every solution has a problem and not every problem has a customer exactly you know? exactly and we that's a
2: great point you make and um know, probably our cto kevin like when he you know, he's a very experienced cto and when he when he first came in and you know he he would tell me like no let's just go with this like super lean mvp and mm. learn from the feedback we're right, getting right. and it kind of scared the shit out of me a little <laughs> bit I was, <laughs> like, I was like oh restaurants are gonna, they're gonna come back and you know be really you know really pissed that mm. it doesn't have this this functionality etc yeah but best thing we ever did because yeah the stuff we were looking to prioritize in the tech build yep. turns out once we launched our self checkout product, then, mm. you know, restaurant owners or users will come back and say, no, we actually want this next, right. you know? Right. So it helps to go out with an MVP and get direct feedback yeah. once we're live. Yeah. Um, and then we, we you kind of know what to prioritize yes. and you watch it and you kind of see that, Oh, that that's not as important as we thought it was going to be. For sure. But you know, people obsess about trying to make the perfect product <laughs> yeah. and they spend years and then, you know, you launch it and like, yeah, no one's using that feature. You, <laughs> you spent 6 months building.
1: For yeah. real, man. And it's like, you know, no matter how much of a business genius you are, mm. you couldn't sit down and write a roadmap where everything's going to be a perfect hit. Yep. But if you do it in a product-led way, mm. you maximize the chances of that. And you know what? Because you're doing it under that ethos, even if it's not a perfect hit, you're still going to learn and then iterate and For fix. Sure. You For know? Sure. So it's such a great calibration between... I guess, like, hitting that kind of product market fit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So so let me ask you an unfair question. <laughs> go, go for it. I'm ready. <laughs> I think I'm ready. Okay. Can, can, I mean, I've always thought to myself, when yeah. I first started to understand this concept about product, I was like, man, this is the future of business. Mm-hmm. Like, in tech, it's just obvious. That's just how they do things. And mm-hmm. tech is, like, in my opinion, quite high in terms of, like, the pinnacle of business. I th- always think that, like, elite sport, so, like, you know, an AFL football club yep. and is, is, like, the highest form of organisation because the stakes are so high, mm-hmm. the competition is so real, it's all publicised. There's literally a table that tells you how well you're performing against your competitors, yep. you know, and you, you you don't find that in real business. Nothing is that competitive yeah. and that's such a pinnacle. Tech is probably as, as close as it gets, I think, because it's got the most amount of money, it's the fastest pace, it's like... Everyone has to be first to market. Market mm-hmm. shares hard to catch. All those things. Mm-hmm. So the things that work really well in, say, a football club tend to find their way into business. Mm. You know, like culture now is this massive thing after Richmond started doing it. And you know, uh, you know, maybe that's a bad comparison, but things like that. Yeah. And so, and same with tech, right? Like yep. agile and everything began in tech. Now it's just everywhere. Mm. You know. And so I feel like product is the next thing. But the question I had for you, it, you know, taking the long way around, is um. Do you think hospitality businesses yeah. should be more product-led? Good question. <laughs> yeah, And, and I maybe, recognize maybe, it's unfair because you're not a hospital, you've never yeah. owned restaurants and stuff. But
2: no, but uh, one of our co-founders actually owns owns a restaurant. Ah, sure. So okay. Yeah, so we get our – we should have brought him on yeah, to yeah. answer the question. But um, look, I think uh, – should there be product-led? I think that – Maybe sometimes it sways too much to one way, and I mm. think now with the growth of technology and its impact on hospitality, mm. I think that what we try to do is complement what's happening in a venue. Okay, you know, yep. we want to be—we don't want to disrupt the sequence of service. We want to—we yep. want to complement it and, and work and work in parallel to improve where things can be more efficient. Yep. But we don't want to replace that authenticity of hospitality. Right, um, right. You know, if it's just primarily product-led, I think uh, you take away from some of the romance, uh, right. that, which is at the core of hospitality, which mm. is customer experience, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is maybe why we, and it's not to say we rule it out, but maybe why we haven't really delved in um, something like table ordering at this stage Right. Is because, you know, we, you know, our, our self checkout product, it still allows you to, to serve the customer, still allows mm. you to have that relationship yes. still allows you to say, Hey, Leon, great to see you again. Mm-hmm. You know, how was the trip with the kids? And yep, then you, yep. you know, then you, they ask for what they want. And then at the end they can scan a QR code
1: and pay, yeah, but sure. you still have that, sure. um, that experience. Yeah. yeah I, I'm with you. I, I, I agree. Mostly the, the one bit I'd say that I've always felt a bit, um, mm-hmm different on mm-hmm. is like you know i mean i've been in hospitality for a long time right yeah. and there's always new innovations like yeah. i remember when uber milk i don't know if you're familiar if you know what this is like so uber milk is like imagine you know like when baristas texture milk so steam yeah. milk yeah and this product suddenly comes out where you just put the jug under the spout and it just gives you perfectly textured milk every time right right and when that, when i first saw that i was like shit that's dope like mm. I, if i had a cafe right now i would 100 buy that <laughs> And, but I'd speak to so many baristas and other cafe owners and kind of say, Hey, you should get one of these. And they'd be like, nah, nah, nah. Uh, you know what? It's not, it just doesn't look cool. And you know, <laughs> I like the steam coming out and I want to be, you know, it's like it takes it away from the customer. Mm. So there's, I feel like there's this stigma about technology that it robs you f- from the experience. 100%. And but like but I said, that's the bit yeah. I disagree with though. Because no, no, so, so do I. Oh, right, right, so right. do I. Yeah. hundred
2: percent to disagree with that. I think like, I think they can work together, yeah. and I think that the product can actually enhance the experience. Yes, dude. It's like you know, it's like when it's like with our self checkout, right? Which again, I mean, to everyone, to people, someone that doesn't understand, mm. we allow someone to scan a QR code at the end of their meal or the mm-hmm. end of their drink, mm-hmm. and then pay their bill on their phone right, and, right, and right. walk off, right? right? But that sounds like a no brainer, right? Mm. And when 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 consumers try it in a venue, they go. Is that it That mm. oh, was so easy because mm. ultimately at the end of the day no one wants to wait for the bill after this exactly deal. there's no one right nah, but totally. telling but you'd be you'd be surprised how hard that conversation is with the restaurant owner for real <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh we need to we need to say goodbye or we need to like <laughs> i promise you now if you ask <laughs> if you ask one of your guests do you want to say goodbye to the owner, or do you want to be <laughs> 15 minutes early? <laughs> you know, but I, you know, and I understand why restaurants do it, but mm-hmm. um, th- those are some of the challenges that we face. It, it really is hard to get that buy-in from mm. venues. There are, I, I t- you know, hospital is a bit resistant to yes. technology. I think, you know, but the you know the QR code. If there's one positive to come out of COVID, is that it actually has spurned on hospitality to start to accept for tech real. a bit more, I think. Totally, totally. Um, you know, if COVID haven't, hadn't happened,
1: I don't think there'll be a QR code on anyone's table. Man, 100%. And, <laughs> so. you, you know, and I think like, you know, M- M- Mr. Yum are a great example of yep. like um, precipitating that, you know, yep. like they were kind of starting to do it. And then COVID came in just at the right time yeah. for that to catch fire. Great timing. <laughs> yeah, man. And I feel like, you know, there's – Again, it comes, if you take your example, right, like the business owner's kind of like, no, I want to say goodbye to my guests. It's like, yeah, you can. You still can. (laughs) You still can. You're going to have less shit to do. (laughs) So you'll probably notice when they're leaving more and you can have a more meaningful (laughs) goodbye, you know? Crazy. Yeah, Yeah. uh, yeah, and we try to, and, and again, we are,
2: I think that's the, Maybe one of the differences with us when we look at everyone that we I don't know, compete or are similar to us, right, we right. are operator led. Mm. So like I said, Sean is one of our, you know, one of our co-founders, a restaurant owner in, in Brisbane. And, you know, we, we test these things at his place first sure. and, and get real feedback. And, and he'll tell you, he's like, this is way better for my staff. Yep. People aren't lining up anymore. Yeah. um, You know, the last time the last, since we implemented checkout, I've only the low, I've had one four star and the rest five stars wow. because you know my staff are just concentrating on giving a better experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, it's enhancing it. It's not taken away from, totally. from what you're doing. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, it's funny, man. I, you know, it just made me think of a of a little bit of trauma in my life. So I, you know, I remember when I first started waiting tables. Yeah. And it was probably in my second week or something. And I thought I was, I was doing really well. I'm running sections. Everything's great. And this one guy, he asked for the bill. Mm. I go put the bill down. Um, he puts his card on there, and I just forgot. I didn't. I didn't see that he put the card. I was <laughs> doing all this other shit, and like fifteen minutes later, I'm oh. like, oh, and I go and grab, and I d- and and on his way out, he pulls me aside and he goes, "I just want you to know something. Yeah. Because you made me wait so long to pay the bill, I will never come back here again." Ooh. And he walked out, and I'm like. This, wow. I'm like, you know, this 19-year-old kid just moved to London. And I'm like, oh, we oh <laughs> That would have been, yeah, that would have been a rude awakening. <laughs> uh, sh- I needed payo.
2: <laughs> for sure. I mean, why why even give yourself the chance for that to happen? Exactly. You know, a lot of people exactly. think they can run the perfect venue and like, no, we're really on top of things. We f-, I'm like it's impossible to mm, do that, right? But mm, mm, mm. giving someone the choice, at yep. least the option, it, it, it totally uh, brings that chance of something like that ever
1: happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to just, I'm just going to tree hop a little bit yeah, for a yeah, second. Go for um, it. You mentioned uh, in one of your previous roles, mm-hmm. it was uh, national business manager, yep. so growth-oriented. Yep. For people not in that sort of corporate world, that's like sales, right? Yeah, Okay. Yeah, say, so I mean, essentially, yeah, business development, yeah. 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 So, w- I mean, I'm interested, do you, mm-hmm. do you think that like having – in order to really understand business, yeah. you kind of need to understand sales. Like, do you feel like the the knowledge oh, you had through sales helped you with understanding business as I a founder? I am very grateful that, I came from a, that I've come from yeah, a sales yeah, background. Totally. <laughs> I mean, I, it's not to say that's the
2: only way. There's a sure. lot of very tech-led people that have, you know, gone on to start some very successful businesses. Mm-hmm. But certainly for myself, having the uh, the business development background and, and sales background mm-hmm. has, um, has been a big advantage. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I know the processes of how to grow quickly. We know how to scale quickly. Right. You know, even if you just look at the landscape now, right, when you look at even, you know, something like table ordering or something, I think the universe after like three years was... Cumulative, all the competitors was around five and a half, six thousand restaurants that they okay. had signed up all together, all the uh-huh. businesses, uh-huh. and we signed up a thousand restaurants in under a year. Wow! Uh, do you know, what <laughs> <I mean>? so, <laughs> so you know, understanding, you know, how to communicate with someone, yes. you know, how to show value, how to get buy-in, you know, mm. and then how to, how to. Give other people, you know, the framework for that, and then scale a business is yeah, is, is yeah. a massive, you know, massive skill that I'm that I'm I'm happy I, I came, you know, I came from that foundation. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, you, it, it's funny because all those things are so essential to business. Yeah. But sales is like the perfect incubation for that because in in sales you live and die by that.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: it's like that's the difference between you know getting your target or keeping your job or, or keeping your job. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you see people make
2: that mistake even with tech where they think that oh, you know this. This, our product is so good that we're not going to need people in sales. Mm. But the truth is, a lot of the times, the best product doesn't win. Right, dude. <laughs> you know, like For real. a lot of the time, the best product doesn't win. And I, and I see people like, oh, but we're so much better than X and X, mm. and you know, and like, and so and so, and you know, because we have this. And but you see that that company went on to raise this, and they whatever. Yeah. And you know, everyone else was so obsessed thinking all you got to focus on is building the best product. While that's important, absolutely. However, you have to know how to sell, and you have yeah, to know how right to, pick. you know, how, yeah, how to how, how to actually focus on growth as well. So, yeah. man, I
1: mean, I love love that you said that because I mean, I'm a sales guy, right? So there's bias oh, there. there you yeah, go. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I love it. <laughs> but why I love that you said that is because, like, this is at the end of the day, this is a hospitality podcast, right? Mm. Like, it's not a, a business or a tech podcast. it's a hospital podcast. And there's so many parallels, right? Because mm. I think it's really easy for, you know, the next awesome chef who's finally got his or her chance to open their restaurant and do their thing. Yeah. And all they're thinking about is product. I just yeah. gotta cook the best menu. Yeah. But it's it's not. It's like, man, Absolutely. you gotta how are you gonna deliver that menu? You know, Good. how are you gonna pitch because you can't go to every table and drop the food. Yeah. So how are you gonna train your staff to s- deliver that message? You know, what is the actual pitch here? And and to me, The best pitches don't come from the most charismatic people no and i I know that because i'm not a charismatic person but i was still able to have success in sales right Mm. so it's like to me the best pitches come when they're on mission in a way that makes sense yeah you know it's like you can't just have some crazy mission like we're gonna <laughs> make food that makes you fly to the moon, right? It's gotta be tangible, right? Yeah. That if you sure. can articulate that and make that at the forefront of everything you do from a customer experience perspective, man, your pitch is on point. Totally agree. You know, and, and to your point as well, like maybe if your pitch is really good, sometimes the the product doesn't necessarily need to be the best product out there. Mm. It just needs to make sense. Yeah. It just needs you know? to make I sense. I mean, look at McDonald's, right? Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah. not, not, not that I'm endorsing people to try and cook food like McDonald's. You know.
2: <laughs> just a break in the podcast to let you know that fine food Australia returns this September to Melbourne for nearly four decades. Fine food has been the leading trade event for all food from retail to hospitality, manufacturing to bakery. Visiting Fine Food will be the recipe to fast-track your business for commercial success. Just a reminder that this is a free event to attend. So make sure you register at finefoodaustralia.com.au. Now back to the podcast.
1: Yeah, that's awesome, man. So so can I ask you then another thing? I'm a big mission guy, right? So, mm-hmm. like, w- w- what's the mission of Payo? Like, do you guys have, like, a, a purpose statement that that's helped you really found and, and grow the company? Or Yeah, I think, good question. The foundation is we want
2: to make payments specifically but operations in a venue simpler mm-hmm. and we want to save restaurants time. Yeah, right? nice. That, that's what we want to do. It's yeah, yeah. adding value want to, there. Yeah, we want, to save, we want to save restaurants time. We want to make, you know, payments simpler. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be a complex thing. It shouldn't be a complex thing to... To run a venue and get set up, and I think that's where you know there is. While you know we talk about product, mm. there is a bit of tech fatigue right now in hospitality because there's there's like nine or ten platforms an operator has to log into just to just mm. to switch on the lights. You know, mm-hmm. you got your delivery, you got your pay table, you got this, your pause. Like it's it's quite um it's quite a hectic thing. So you know you know what what, what we do is our foundation is we want to make you know payments simpler
1: yeah, yeah awesome dude and i mean that makes a lot of sense right that's yeah. an easy mission to connect to uh, absolutely you know, and 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 it, it and it's also with the with the vision
2: of it being a win-win for both mm. the consumer and the restaurant owner mm-hmm. as well right mm-hmm. i think people only ever think of well from what i see they concentrate on one side you know there's businesses that come in and you know it's very much it benefits the user not so Mm. much the restaurant and Mm. vice versa Mm. we very much focus on trying to make it a win-win for both sides amazing i
1: mean but so why do you think then i mean uh, again you you i can't expect you to know the exact answer to this but curious to hear your thoughts like because that just makes perfect sense to me right if i'm a business owner i'm like yes please like (laughs) that would be great why is there where does the resistance come from in hospitality specifically, yeah, or yeah, to to yeah. our products, or no, like, in, in hospitality specifically. I mean, it, you know, to tech as a whole, yeah. innovation as a whole, but even to your product, anyone is resistant to change. I okay. think that's just a natural
2: human, you yes. know, uh, human characteristic that we have. Yeah, and I think more so in hospitality because things have been done a certain way for so long, mm, right. right? Yeah. You know, so when you when you come in and say, "No, we got to do that," you know, this is this is a better way. It's just oh, but we've always done it this way, right? Mm-hmm. It, there's, there's that whole thing. There's other industries that have always been receptive to change, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'll try this, I'll move that, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. change that. But I find in hospitality, there's always been things done a certain way, so it's hard. Mm. Now, when you add that to the mix of a high turnover industry with staff, right. it, it then adds that, okay, I like what this is, mm. but now I'm, I'm terrified because... I don't even know if these staff will be around in two weeks. Oh yeah, who who we've just trained to implement this technology. Yeah, right. So there's that whole mix that comes in as well. Such a good point. Yeah, it's um, (laughs) you there's a lot you have to consider, and I empathize with restaurant owners, Mm. but um, and that's why we try to make things simple where Mm. it doesn't affect your, you know, whether you have turnover or don't Mm -hmm. have turnover, and in fact, in some ways, it actually it actually keeps them. Right. Um, you know, something. I couldn't believe we had to triple check this, but um, <laughs> we we launched our self checkout product. And um, because customers, because staff just get to focus on good service, mm. and you know how stuff is done now with tipping, right? Yep. Honestly, for me, and I'm not saying this because we have a product that helps it,
1: yeah.
2: I genuinely think that tipping through an f machine uh, is one of the most awkward it's things it's the worst ever seen, it right? is the you know? worst and it doesn't matter what restaurant you are whether it's like super fine dining or uh, something chill you get someone come to your table and they stick this big machine over on your table and yeah. they say oh if you want to press oh, here it's, <laughs> the, yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's so what awkward. it's yeah. just it's horrible right yeah yep. so you know when you allow someone to check out on the, by themselves on a on a the table, mm. they can just do that on the phone. And, yeah. you know, if they've had a good experience, they have the option to tip, right? Amazing. Yeah. You wouldn't believe it. We, we, we're we testing, we're testing this right now. We've, we've got over, you know, we've got about 20 restaurants live. We signed up, you know, over 150. Yeah. And currently, yeah. with every transaction that goes through for checkout, yeah. it's sitting at about 65% of transactions <sighs> get a tip. Wow. Like we had to check that to see, but yeah, it's, it's correct. That's, so that's like
1: a, that's an amazing stat. Yeah. We, have some,
2: we have some restaurants that 79% yeah. of transactions are coming with the tip. Man. So it just, it just tells you that, you know, technology can help. Technology can actually help you do better what you're doing now and mm. provide a better customer experience mm. and let technology take care of the bill. Totally. You don't need a hospital staff member with a calculator trying to yeah. figure out a split bill. Man. Just, you know, let someone use their phone yeah. like they do for everything else yeah. and you'll you'll see how much they appreciate it.
1: And it's but it's such a great call because it's it's win 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 right yep. you know it's everybody gets some benefit out of it because yeah. I'm with you man I hated ever having to do the whole if you wanted to <laughs> like yeah. oh, it's so it's, awkward it's horrible and so you're right like some, most of the time you just don't do it you don't yeah. say it you just, yeah. go, you just you go just go here you go pay <laughs> and that's what I find happens yeah. most of the time
2: now this I see staff they just cancel the the yeah, tipping exactly, button, exactly. and they just go straight to the final yeah. payment and it's like whoa and I and I go to restaurants owners and I'm like. You know, you could really help your staff yeah, in a time when, um, when they're probably needed the most right now, I you do, know, yeah. get the tips
1: in. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it raises another really strong hospital question and mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see what you think about this because to me, mm-hmm. one of the biggest impacts, so that that fear that hospitality owners have at the moment, which is like, man, staff are turning over so quickly. Yeah. You know, I don't want to train people because then they're just going to go. Mm-hmm. And one of the impacts for like customer experience, right, uh, you know, or diner experience on the back of this turbulence mm. is that quality dilutes. Yep. You know, like there's a, um, like a massive, massive, massive restaurant group and I was chatting to one of their senior guys recently. They have like a database of something like 12,000 employees, right? Wow. Something crazy. And they were saying that, Pre COVID, the sort of mean experience level right across mm. all those people was on average about four four and a half years. Now it's four months. Wow. Hectic, right? Wow. So you've just taken four years out just of the whole that industry. Out, yeah. yeah, ripped it out, and so.
2: But to be honest, I mean, I don't know about you, but mm. you can sense it in some yes. places you used oh. to go
1: to, and it's different. Yeah, man. It's the same. It's the same oh, venue, oh, but it's it's different. almost like yeah. now the expectancy is that it's probably going to be patchy mm. everywhere you go. Like they're going to forget your coffee or they're going to not offer or, or you this other yep. thing, or they're not going to know the special, you know, something. Mm. And that's kind of become the norm. And so my contention is that, Hey, well, that's okay. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. The difference now, the point of difference now becomes quality. Mm. Okay. Look, if you can actually have a really good, a good offering and a really good service experience, then yep. you're instantly, you're going to be better than everyone else and yep. different to everyone else. And people are going to appreciate that yep. because everyone's yearning for that slick experience. So to me, the easiest thing or the best thing that hospitality businesses should focus on is training. Yeah. And what you hear a lot of time when I, when I you know, get on my soapbox about that <laughs> is people just be like, yeah, but, uh, you know, it's so turbulent, man, I'll, I'll train someone and then they're gone. Mm. And I tell them that, that classic quote, right? It's like, okay, well, imagine you put all this time into training them and they leave Imagine if you don't put any time into training them and they stay. <laughs> You're <Yeah. laughs> yes. yes, spot on, yeah. yeah. And, and so then, it's then, like you, then you've got an average performer in your venue providing yeah. average service, yeah. yeah. It's just so counterproductive. So it's kind of like, you know, that, that training piece is massive. Mm. And so then if there's tools that exist in the market that initiate more conversations for that training, like, I mean, one of the businesses that I've I've recently observed that has mm. done it just incredibly well, mm. and the manager there, she's a gun. She's just... Every second from a training week, perspective, yeah, yeah, yeah. From a training perspective, she's like she's a really good GM, yeah. But she's every second week, she's like got the whole team coming in for a staff meeting, wow, you know. Yeah. And it's and you kind of go, Oh man, that's a bit excessive, but they love it mm. because they get more connected with the business, they get yeah. to learn more, you know. And especially, like you said, at a time like this, yeah, you know, people want stability, yeah, they want stability, they want
2: to feel part like they want a, f- a sense of community, yeah, like, you know, yeah. And, and that's how. I mean, that's just one on one on how you keep people, right? Yes. They want to feel like they're, they're part of something, or and, and people that want to see them get better, right? Yeah, if man. You, if you're not getting better, or someone isn't investing in your growth, mm-hmm. I
1: think that's when people leave, man. Um, for real. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? <laughs> yeah. like Self actualizing is at the top. Absolutely. Yeah, dude, amazing. So, okay, getting back to the to payo yeah. a bit, you know, I, I guess I was curious. You sort of mentioned before, mm-hmm. like you've got a, a few things that are yeah. that are a part of the stack. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know about the buy now, pay later bit. So you said it's a small bit? Australia's yeah. favourite subject, right? <laughs> it's a bit of a hot topic. Um, right? yeah, so are, are you guys like, coping any heat um, over it? I think everyone in the industry, okay. Okay. Yeah. to be so fair. So w- w- what um, sort of gets thrown your way? Um,
2: yeah, I guess just um, people, people not understanding, people not understanding the differences in that, yes, okay. there's people that do certain things, but there's different... Uh, we uh, everyone operates differently and has sure. different principles on on what they do for example like you know there's there's other operators that maybe they don't do a check, and it's oh just yeah. an instant, uh, and, you know, instant access to funds for anyone and any individual. Okay. We are completely different, right? We yeah, do an yeah. internal assessment, and we make sure, even you know, stricter than than some other forms of finance. And mm-hmm. then we we you know we only shout you if we know that you can afford to actually pay us back, right? right? So, so, so but but everyone just paints you with the same brush, so you know, right. so, so you have to kind of like educate people and let them know, and then you know, people. You know maybe thinking that the you know why would someone need that to buy a um, you know a burger or have a right. toast or something right. like that right? <laughs> but it's um it's certainly not right you know mm. people use our, um, um, our banana pay the same way they use it for retail it's, it's mm. for an upgraded experience yeah. and uh to to do something they really want to do yeah. and if you look at our average spend in Sydney and, and Melbourne it's, it's sitting at like a hundred and twenty five dollars okay, um, wow. so you know that's <laughs> you know obviously if you go out you know that's a Mm pretty decent experience and a good meal that you're having, you know, while it's a a very topical point, there's still close to 7 million Australians that are using it. So if you work out the population of Australia, that's a very large chunk. Yeah, man. Even for restaurant owners, you know, they, they, you know it's good to recognize that probably 30 percent of the people walking through your door use right. this method of payment in, in right. other industries right, right. Uh, and they're and they're yearning for
1: that option in, yes. in, in hospitality it's as an well opportunity. yeah i mean is some of the splashback you know like you said right like there's all there's different operators in the industry and it's hard yeah. to tar them with the same brush but mm-hmm. do, do you guys get that whole thing about in a way it's kind of like normalizing debt for young people and stuff like that does that does that ever get thrown around
2: um, yeah, I think that's that's the subject, and people think we, you know, we're taking advantage of young people, etc. You know, what I say is that if I took myself back when I was that age, mm. I think this is better than getting your first credit card for, for sure. <laughs> like, and, and <laughs> that's what I'm saying, to people. For anything, like I think, you know, the question should be about really like talking about credit cards and. I think everyone forgets that you know there would be no credit card industry if everyone was paying their credit card on time, Mm, right? But uh, but no one's having that discussion, you know. You know these are if you are in your early twenties and your first form of credit is going through buy now pay later you have a process where you know at a predetermined date mm. your money is going to be taken back right yes. and it's set up yeah. and you know with the business like ours as well mm. the day you miss one payment we freeze your account so you okay. can't go further into debt you. you know Got versus you. a credit card you get your first credit card is a $3000 credit card you can just keep going yeah. and going and not pay that back for months and yeah. interest you know accruing and for me, that's that's way worse with, yeah. with no support, no one freezing your account if you miss a payment. For sure. Um, so, and again, it's just about educating. We were a yes. first market mover for that, okay. not just in Australia, like globally in the mm. world, the mm. first to come to hospitality specifically. Mm. And sometimes it's hard being a first market mover. Sure. Even though it's in other industries, like when you're first in a particular industry,
1: mm. uh, there's a lot of educating you have to do. Yeah. Mm. It, it, I mean, I love that answer, man, because to me, there's almost a bit of reassurance in that, you know, and I mean, like I'm a parent, right? Like mm. you're a parent, you know, mm. you think about what are our kids going to be like in, I guess, around say 10 plus years For respectively. Sure. And it's yeah. like, it's funny when you talk about the education piece, I think that's where it's at, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, one of my, like, so my brother is an insurance guy, okay, you know, and he's told me some amazing things. Like, uh, you know, he was telling me about how um, one firm mm-hmm. works with their clients mm-hmm. to give them better health plans. You know, we'll be like, man, you should, this is, here's a dietitian and here's the diet you should have and here's how you should exit because this is all things that are going to mitigate claims, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, is is there space for something like that in your world? Like, could could you get, like, young people have access to financial planners or budget lessons? Yeah, I mean, certainly, certainly.
2: I mean, even, like, I think one thing people don't know is that um, a large portion of our transactions are actually pay now. Uh-huh, so we give gotcha. people the option to defer their payment yeah. or pay for it upfront, yeah, yeah. because we have exclusive partnerships with different restaurants where you can get maybe you know a special offering or something mm-hmm. where you can just pay for it upfront mm-hmm. and use your own money but pay through Payo. Mm-hmm. So it's not always about deferring payments, gotcha. right? And and the evolution of our of our card is actually going to see us. You know, explore different points options and and, and some sort of loyalty form, mm-hmm. um, some sort of like dining card. So it's not all about that, but if it's there, uh, we have the option to to split the payment in
1: four, but done mm. in a in a responsible way. Great, yeah. that's really cool, dude. Yep. I rea- really like that because I mean, and last question about yeah. the buy now payment <laughs> <it> later. <laughs> um, you know, it seems to me like there's a lot happening in that space, like you said. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things that I always think about when I think about that whole world is like, Man, if it's so hot right now and it's such a no brainer, why don't the banks just do it? Do you know what I mean? Like, could they control it all, like, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, maybe it, but then maybe they don't do it because it's too risky, yeah. or, or something like that. But then it, it screams out that there's like a, a lack of regulation or something like that, and mm. which is like pretty much how the GFC freaking happened, right? Yeah, and so you kind of worry and it creates all this anxiety, and then the media pick it up and then they spread, and it's just like it's intense. But to yeah. hear you know, what you're talking about, which is like, no, man, there's a, there's a responsible pathway here. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, yeah. Super, it's super reassuring. Yeah,
2: and I think, and I, and I, and I think you should be, especially when we, when you're dealing okay. about food and beverage and stuff, mm. you know, we want to be very responsible in this space, um, mm. but also, you know, allow people to have experiences um, that they've never had before. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah awesome. One mm. of the questions I was going to ask you as well is just yeah. more kind of like insular, you know, about the company. So yeah. You know, a brand that's growing like yours. Mm-hmm. How do you get the best talent in such a such a tight market? It's a tough market. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard. There's no silver oh, bullet. No, right? it's no silver bullet. Yeah. I mean, look, we are um we there's
2: a few things. Yep. There's a few things. We we invest heavily in, I guess, senior talent, bringing them in, and I mean, you know, investment could mean many things. It could be monetary. It could be share options or ethos mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing and okay. you know get them to buy in the vision make sure you're all yeah, aligned yeah. but we invest heavily in like I, I like working with talented people people that have something different than than my perspective mm. and when, when you bring those sort of people in they generally have a history and a um and a network of people that they can bring along as well mm, in that mm-hmm. vision right so mm-hmm. it's like just you know and that's the payoff for bringing someone and investing in someone that is super experienced is that they can bring on other people. The second one um, I would say is obviously always having a a pipeline. You know, we always work in and I think people get impatient with good talent Mm. because like you got to think the whole world is tapping these people, right? Mm. But you know, someone just reaches out once and then they, they kind of give up with, there's no interest, but right. we stay talking and, you know, sure. and updating people like, Oh, this is the stage we are at. How sure. are you going? And did you know, where you are now yeah. and, you know, and then other updates. So it's really about almost feeding it again. And maybe if that's sales mentality, mentality, right. I've ordering totally. oh yeah, the I've got, I've got the pipeline. I keep nurturing the yeah, lead. And yeah. then, you know, um, uh, no, nine to twelve months later, they're like, "Hey, I'm ready
1: to chat I now, right?" It. And then S- the recruitment is sales, dude. Yeah, exactly. At the End of the day, it's yeah. just it's just a different thing, it's a different type, a different flavor. Yeah, exactly. Same process. Yeah, and and the last
2: one I'd say for recruitment, which I, I would, I, I, I as worked well for us, is almost like a a date before you marry type approach. Okay, and this is through contractors, right? Okay, gotcha. So you. a lot of really skilled people are, whether it be tech or marketing or design they like to freelance or sure. they contractors and make more money, especially when stuff is hot. But then... People say, "Oh no, we only want to hire full-time employees. You, know, uh-huh. you don't even bother." But I'm very open to getting talented contractors Ooh, cool. in the business for yeah. a couple of days, yep. and then we kind of get to see how we both yeah. are, and then you you, test you, the assumptions. You, yeah, and you hope once they lift up the hood, they're super excited yeah. about what's happening at Payo. Yeah. And then, like we've had, like we've done, we end up saying after a few months, like, "Hey, why don't you just join us now yeah. in a full-time capacity?" And at that
1: stage, they're fully bought in. It's yeah. it's almost like a bit of product-led HR. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love it. It's really, really cool. Okay, so uh, be cool to ask you just some like off the cuff kind of questions, right? Just personally, you know, if 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 you're cool with that, let's do it. All right. So, um, man, I'm guessing you know, as part of your, you know, one of the perks of the jobs Uh is that of the job is that you got to eat out a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you hope so? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you got to, right. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. For sure. So, what's the? Tell us what's the what what's the best meal that you've had in the last like six months? Is there can you think of just just pick one and tell me what it was? Oh, one dish. One dish. Yeah, one dish. Wow. You don't you have to say where you had it but put me on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> Probably octopus. I can't. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, like barbecue. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah I'd yeah, yeah. say that okay. in the last six months Yeah, cool, cool. That's a good one. That's, <laughs>
1: that's 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 a great one actually. That's that's really emerged. I think the barbecue yeah. in the yeah. last sort of five or six years. Yeah. If we on the spot, I'd say yeah, that. Okay, yeah. S- same question, but cocktail. Yeah. Wait, do you do, do you drink Take much? T- Are you a drinker? I l- I love my red wine.
2: <laughs> so, okay, yeah, right, yeah cool, I definitely cool. get to do that. Um, what's the best drink I've had? But you said cocktail, right? Probably mm. like a. Tequila old fashioned, tequila Nejo old fashioned. Nice. Uh, that was uh, that's a pretty that, good That's one. Pretty, um, Are you yeah. a tequila fan? Um, depends. Depends on the vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I find it's a bit different with the with the old fashioned having the tequila, um, the
1: um yeah. the in it, and yeah, yeah, I like it. It's yeah, a cool spin. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those idiots that um that spewed up too many times on tequila when I was young and I, I've just never you, been you able to go just reject <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't drink much anymore anyway, but, um, okay. And same question again, but yep. dessert. I'm not a dessert person. not a dessert person. Oh, I'm not a dessert really? person.
2: But I mean, I have had dessert, but it's not something I like look for or okay. I'm, yeah, I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, t- I'm trying to think, but I have had dessert. Where have I gone recently?
1: Um, there was somewhere weird it was like I can't remember what it was. Okay. Oh, well, sorry. No, nah, all good, all good. So the other thing I was going to ask you about, man, yeah. on a personal level, like I know um, you have a really strong sport background, right? Yeah. And was it golf? Um. Well, so yeah, golf. I played golf at a high like, level. At a high level. At, yeah.
2: And yeah. And, um, and union as well. Go oh, to school. true. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I even wanted to be a sports agent originally. That oh, was, really? That's, that's what I wanted to like do, J- Jerry Maguire. Style yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the plan when I was at uni. Awesome. obviously, that never transpired. But sure. uh, and I was like fully obsessed with sports. But okay. um, I, I, you know, not. And I used to consume a lot of it as well, just uh-huh. like watching and that sort of stuff. Not so much now, but sure. yeah, definitely. No, now you don't have yeah. the time. But yeah, exactly. And do,
1: do you? So the, que- the question I had is yeah. like, I mean, what are some parallels between like? being a really serious golfer and a business operator. Are there are there any parallels there? Oh, yeah, I mean, definitely,
2: yeah. um, probably, you know, discipline yep. is definitely one you have to have in golf. Patience is definitely yeah. a, skill, a skill you have to have in golf. And I think yeah. that translates to business as well. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of noise in these days, especially in the tech world, right? Mm-hmm. And patience is something you really have to tap into. Mm-hmm. Cause like, you know, you jump on LinkedIn every day and it's like, it, it seems like everyone else is just doing the most amazing things. Like, you know, we just launched this, we just raised this, we just did this. And, you know, you realize that, you know, it's not all, it's not all as shiny as mm. it looks, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I think just focusing on yourself and being patient is definitely, you know, it's um, definitely beneficial. Mm. Um, you know, practice is something, is a principle you bring from golf. feel like you have to, you know, right. practice and, and and test different things before mm-hmm. you actually get match ready and go yeah, somewhere. Okay. And you, apply, you know, apply the same things to product, right? We yeah. A B test, or you go with a little cohort
1: and then uh-huh. see if that uh-huh. works. Um, so definitely, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of um, parallels that come with that. Yeah, it, it's cool. It makes me think of a uh, um, a guy I know who's a skateboarder, and yeah. he was talking about how like this is a pretty deep pool, but <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about how skateboarding is the best thing for resilience because right. if you think about it, right, you, th- you go watch a kid. Try, like trying to do a trick. Right. And oh, man, I see what you're saying. You've got to do plant. that over and over yeah. again. Yeah. Like you do it like hundreds of times before Absolutely. you land it, but they keep going. When you first said that, I was like, well, <laughs> oh, no, where, where is this going? But I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I After hearing that went out and bought, you know, my kids skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice. laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Okay. And so man, last question. Yeah. Right. Um, what what's payo focusing on for yeah. the rest of 2022? Yeah, any new updates in the pipeline, or yeah, yeah, yeah. or I- even like you know outside of the pipeline, like what what's the focus? Like what are you yeah. excited about? Um, yeah, we're excited about a bunch
2: of stuff. We're um you know f- primarily right now we are focused on our self checkout product. Okay. Um, you know that is you know we see that as the the future of service led uh, restaurants. You mm, know that yeah. you know that focus on giving people a customer experience, mm. and we want to complement that. And like I said. At the end of the day, no one wants to wait for the bill. We allow technology where people can scan a QR code and leave whenever they're ready. Um, They can also split a bill. There's something like one in... You walk, you walk across any busy restaurant strip and you still will see that, sorry, we don't accept split bills or on the menu. And right. that's, and, and I can understand why operators um, do that. Uh-huh. However, we have a solution that doesn't cost them any money if they, if someone wants to split a bill, right? Yeah, yeah. So we really focused on bringing that speed and convenience to hospitality through our our self checkout product as yeah. a foundation. Yeah. Uh, that is a foundation to move into a lot deeper payment processing across the venue. We'll be rolling that out shortly. And Ooh. then the You know, we spoke about payo card for the consumer, which is the end consumer. However, we're exploring um, the payo card for the merchants. Okay. So allowing them to have the flexibility and the and the buying power through our Payo cards oh, yeah. to to use that for um, for any supplies, to use that for you know anything in the venue that they need to purchase, yeah, uh, and get faster access to that nice. capital. Yeah, and I think, think that'll be great for venues if we can give them that thing. And then it's the it's, it's full ecosystem that uh-huh. we that that Payo is building, and that's what we want: a full mm. integrated eco payments ecosystem within a venue mm. that has a, a checkout solution. It has Processing and it also has that merchant and and merchant card, yeah, which also has the end user coming and using the Payo card in the venue as well,
1: yeah. Oh man, it's adding value to the whole supply chain. That's what we're trying. <laughs> it's been awesome to get to know more about Payo, but thank it's, you. It's been even more awesome getting to know more about you, man. So yeah,
2: appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you very you. much. Yeah, huh? I had a blast. on really. You know, it was great to have a chat, great to um, really get a chance to talk about PAYO and the hospital yeah. industry and uh, appreciate your time and uh, look forward to doing this
1: again sometime. Awesome, bro. Yeah, let's let's do it again, Two, 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Awesome, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Principle of Hospitality. I hope you really enjoyed the episode. Please comment, like, and share this podcast with your friends in the industry. We're making this content with the industry in mind, so we would really appreciate you sharing it with those you know. And if you don't know the founders at Poe, Sash is from Principal Design. He has one of the best design agencies in Australia. So if you're looking for strategy, branding, digital design, wayfinding and graphic design, find them at principaldesign.com.au. And Sean is at Open Pantry Consulting for anything to do with systems and processes to make your business run smoothly. So thanks so much for tuning in. And until next time, stay safe, everyone.
0: PayO is a payment platform made by HOSPO for HOSPO, and their new self-checkout technology, PayO Checkout, is here to help you manage your venue. It lets your customers easily settle the bill at the end of their meal in seconds by scanning a PayO Checkout QR code on their table. No apps, no downloads required. Give your customers the convenience of lightning-fast contactless payments and the option to split the bill however they like. Get more tips with Payo Checkout's integrated tipping system and get paid upfront once your customers have confirmed their payment. Start offering self-checkout for your customers and save an average of 10 minutes per table with Payo Checkout, the fastest way to pay in hospitality venues. Setting up Payo Checkout is seamless and pain-free. Visit payo.com.au